and we're live. What's going on, people? This is the Real Talk Real Walk family, and we are back again with another episode. Come on, another episode full of knowledge and wisdom. Come on. Ah. Another episode full of laughter and entertainment. Another episode where we bring forth the gospel. Hallelujah. Another episode where we drop your favorite scriptures. (laughs) The Bible says. (laughs) Another episode full of crinkum crankum in the knowledge of God. Hallelujah. (laughs) Back with myself, Gabs. Myself, Mr. Game Changer. And you go, Ore. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. However, where you're listening, we appreciate you each and every single time. Thank you for rocking with the team. Mm-hmm. Obviously, today we're going to talk about, we're going to wrap up this discipline series. But before we do that, we need to adjust the elephant in the room. Well, it's not really an elephant in the room. But people have been saying that we should touch on this Chandler Morting and Christians whining at their weddings. <laughs> No, we don't need to give no backstory. I know everyone's aware. Everyone knows. Everyone saw everything on social media. But let's probably, let's address this in it. Let's talk about this. All three of us are married. We've done our own weddings. We've been to several other weddings, Christians and non-Christian weddings. What's our thoughts on this? I know I'm going to come to you ladies first. (laughs) I'm sure you knew I was coming to you anyway. Kick us off, Ari. What's your thoughts on Christians Christian married couples, hence married couples, nobody should come and give stories. <laughs> Christian married couples whining on their wedding. One, and then two Christian ministers whining at their wedding. Is there a difference? If there is, why is there a difference? Just, you know I scream this on the podcast every day. <laughs> I am queen of, I don't want to see my pastor in Shoreditch, okay? Like, <laughs> long story short, I do not want to see my pastor whining. I do not think there's anything wrong with Christian couples whining. I, I, I can't actually believe that we're even talking about this because honestly when you're married it's not an issue as far as I'm concerned we put the poll up on Instagram for those people who follow us if you don't you should be following us and some people like well you know it's not the classy thing to do you know we should have decorum etc etc and I get that but also I don't because ultimately like people know what's going to happen after everyone goes home we all know what's going to be going on we don't want to show we don't want to actually see what you're going to be doing tonight but obviously there's levels to it what they were doing as well or at least what the picture showed it wasn't anything as far as I'm concerned it wasn't too bad it's not like we had a had a look it was a a stiff wine it was a stiff yeah literally it's not like we had a look into the into the their, their wedding their bedroom like that's completely different so as far as I'm concerned, I don't think they did anything wrong. However, I don't want to see my pastor doing that. I'm just so this is why I'm confused with your point, or <laughs> confused with your standpoint because you're for it, you're for the behaviour, you're for the antics. You know but you want to see your pastor whining? No, I don't, and it's not because I think it's wrong. It's just like the same way I wouldn't want to see my my, my parents like whining. Like I just don't want to see that. You know? so your pastor shouldn't whine at his wedding. Well, I, I'm not saying he shouldn't. I'm just saying I personally do not want to see it. <laughs> so will you escape so, from the venue when it's happening? Yeah. Or are you saying pastor should not do it? But if no, you're no, there? no, I'm saying I would escape from the, I would escape because I just don't want to see that. I just really don't want to see that. And yeah. I also do think that this is so bad because there's probably not any real justification for it biblically. 
But I do think that pastors have... Well, actually, no, there is justification for pastors having a, um, a higher standard because, obviously, the people that they teach. But there isn't actually anything wrong with whining on your wife. It's, it's not a sin. Yeah. You see, that, you see that scripture? We can't use that scripture for everything yeah, under the sun, just to I say know, pastor. Like, they will now say pastor cannot eat chicken because they're just but to no, a higher standard. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like certain pastors have... I've been to a lot of weddings, right? And I've seen a lot of pastors at weddings. And pastors never dance. Like, the ones I know. Iman, you're probably holding it down for a few people that do dance. But mm-hmm. the pastors at every wedding I've ever been to, they don't dance. They yeah. just sit at their pastor's table, they eat, they do the prayer. And that, just... might, that might not be because they don't want to. That oh. might be because of people like you who might have certain um, oh, ideologies and stereotypes. Growing up seeing pastors dancing, then it wouldn't be a thing. But I don't even see them dance. So why would I not want to see them whining on each other? Yeah, but pastors not dancing, yeah. It's, you know, it's a good thing we can touch on, isn't it? Pastors not dancing. It might not necessarily be because they don't want to dance or they don't know how to dance. They might not dance because they believe they've got a proper face because Christians are going to have this belief that Christian pastors should just be empty and boring and just sit down. Boy. Whereas if we see a new wave of, of young pastors, young ministers coming up, changing the game, then obviously it changes the narrative, isn't it? Whereas I think... Some pastors, don't get me wrong, if the pastors are like, I don't know, 40s, 50s, then yeah, I can imagine them doing a two-step and not really going hard. But No, as in, I've of... seen the pastor on the dance floor. They always sit on the pastor's table watching everyone. This... What, what age are these pastors? Well, obviously, the pastors that I grew up with, maybe anywhere yeah. from 40s to 60s. Yeah, come on, we're not going to have these pastors that are going to be whining, innit? It's past their generation. It's past their, it's past their time, innit? <laughs> So they're, they're, they're more like they're going to do the little two-step thing. I think, I think pastors will obviously not be willing to live certain lifestyles because they fear being judged. Because, you know, like you said, pastors get judged differently. I think that definitely puts a, that, I think that puts a strain on pastors, though, because it's almost as though pastors are not allowed to live what we may seem as normal lives because, you know, of that scripture that it says in James, I think. You might correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. And I think that, you know, kind of presents this this lifestyle that pastors have to live to a certain standard because of the fear of being judged. I think, um, I don't know, I think because, like, like I said, I've grown up, never seen pastors dance. So now it's like the unwritten rule that <laughs> pastors don't dance. So I hear that. But, you know, I'm, before, before I come to you, I'm going I'm to ask you about the whole pastor thing here. Yeah. What about Christians in general, Ori? Obviously, you don't want to see your pastor. You don't want to see your pastor whining. What about just a Christian man, a Christian woman? I don't. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I've been to lots of weddings, Christian weddings, where I've seen them whine on each other, and absolutely, especially like I say all the time, especially if they've you know kind of tried to hold back from you know they've kept boundaries and things like that throughout the course of their relationship. You know what? If you want to have a little wine on the dance floor on the wedding day, I am not mad at that. <laughs> I second that. I, I second that. But your email on the um. What's your thoughts on the email? <sighs> My thoughts, or do you want me to give the, uh uh crinkle crankle holistic answer? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My thoughts. Yeah. Give us your give us your thoughts, bro. Okay. So my thoughts are: I absolutely one. It was a picture. Okay. So it was a candid picture at a photo booth. They were using, I can't describe this new thing, but it's probably, it was them cameras that... The 360 thing. Yeah, the 360 thing. So it was a picture, right? In a particular position. So to even insinuate that they were actually whining 
or as Americans were busy, the ones that were, you know, against it were busy in the comments going, they were twerking or she was twerking. <laughs> it's just that exaggeration of the whole thing. And I find it embarrassing that, that uh, from a photo, the words that were used and whatever to kind of demean what they were doing in that moment was embarrassing. If it's wrong, it would be clear. Like, it would be clear as day. You don't need to add words. But all that twerking, how do you know she was twerking? Her back was straighter than anything, my guy. So I don't, I'm not trying to hear, but there was no twerking going on. Her back was as uh, straight as a ruler. So let's, You know what I need to tell you? Let's get that one clear. Let's, let's get that one clear. But my, so for me, I thought it was a funny, candid photo. That's all it was. For me, I didn't see anything. I didn't read into it. I didn't see any spiritual implications like some people were doing, busy doing sermons and threads about. I didn't see and, and um, think pieces. I did not see any of that. I just thought it was funny. I thought it's their wedding day. They're having fun. It is a picture. I didn't see anything into it, right? So that's my that's my thing. Yes, he's a, yes, he's a public figure. Yes, he is a, a Christian worship leader with a big following has a, a wide scope of influence i saw that but i never at once thought uh, am i unsure if he's still safe am i unsure if he should have done it or not not really the only time that i thought that was when i thought okay holistically the people that have issues with what he's done i then i can understand it from them from their he's side the twerking yes in in a sense of should he should he have done that in a public place or could he have done that in a public place and stuff like that but like i said it's a photo what if she just went into that position for the photo and stood right back up which is my point uh. it's a photo you can't and they're not on the dance floor they are literally at a photo booth or whatever yeah, it could, it could really all be staged didn't it it could literally, have literally just been a photo <laughs> literally do you understand so people read a lot of things into it and then, you know, like I said, like we're using language like twerking and I, I don't know if it's American thing. I don't know if Americans call whining twerking. I don't think it's an American thing. It must be a Christian thing, bro. Nah, because British no, people weren't going, they were twerking. I think, that, I think oh, they're, they're using, Americans are using twerking in the same way. For whining. Yeah, but non-Christian, non-Christian, non-Christian Americans would have called that twerking, surely. Yeah, Surely no, they know what twerking is. Yeah, yeah. So, but you get my point. I feel like it's an exaggeration to try and blow this thing out of proportion. So when I was trying to level it up, like, because some people messaged me, like, hmm, you know, I wouldn't do. And and also I saw, you know, the, and this is not, this is not any dig, uh, you know, people that responded to the poll on the Real Talk Reward thing. I saw people say, you know, I wouldn't do it in front of my mom or dad. I wouldn't do it in front of my pastor. I wouldn't. And for me, I don't, I, I want to be careful because I don't, I'm not trying to make enemies here and I'm not trying to be rude towards people. I just like, bro, like imagine someone in their 30s, like you just got married or even, it doesn't matter however old you are, you just got married to someone and you're doing a little two-step and you know, your back is like, for the lady, your back is turned to your hubby and you're just holding, hugging each other and whatever. Like, and you wouldn't do that in front of your parents? Like, whining can mean a lot of different things so i kind of found it weird that people like i wouldn't do in front of my if that's like your church rules and you know that's how they do stuff in your church because you know i I was saying i get it from certain points because for example there's certain denominations you're not allowed to kiss now 
that people's argument for that and why people shouldn't kiss or whatever. I mean, I hear it, but that's not me. Okay. So you get, I, I can understand your point. It doesn't necessarily mean I agree or I'll support it, but I can understand it. But that this whining, this whining thing, I find it really subjective because people say, oh, you shouldn't do certain things. But really and truly, in certain cultures, like you're not doing a madness. You're just whine, you're whining or you're dancing with your, like your hubby or whatever. And people want to make a big meal out of it. The only oh. difference is because he's a public. He's it's because he's a public figure. So if that's, he wasn't, that's if the he wasn't only a public reason. figure, if he wasn't a public figure, would there have been noise? Obviously, there won't be as much noise I, as it I was. Absolutely, yeah. I re- bro. I can tell you, I really doubt it. I do not think people will be up in his comments going, "I'm, I'm, I'm not listening to your music anymore." And <laughs> where, um, you know, you're unsafe now. P- please post edifying content. Like, like if he wasn't, if he wasn't, if he wasn't um, in the if public he, eye. No, this is what people were saying to him in his public position. I'm saying, I'm if, saying, he if he was not, yeah, that, that's what I'm trying. I'm trying to make the point that if he wasn't, he would not be getting those messages that he got. He would not, or he would be receiving much less, bro. He would receive much less. Oh yeah, I people are talking I about less, less. not listening to your music. Nah, it will be much, bro. It will be much less. People really exaggerate. Well, so people, some people were like, "Would you put this on a Maverick City page?" And I thought that wasn't even a dumb question as it is. That's what's my though. music ministry? What's my music ministry page got to do with my marriage? That's got nothing to do with it. So yeah. bounce from here. Like, what, what, what are you talking? So I really feel like his position really amplified whatever it was. So that's yeah, that that that's my view on it, Sean. Yeah, that's the, that's definitely a problem. It's definitely is an issue, and I do hear it because obviously he's in a limelight. He's a minister. We, I think, Christians, we have this image of what ministers should do, how they should behave, what they should wear, what they should buy, what how they should spend their money. Like we really do dictate what pastors do with their lifestyles, and and obviously the the money that they have. If pastors, if pastor buys J fours, there'll be a problem. If pastor right. wins his wife, there'll be a problem. Like, it, Pastor just scrutinized for everything under the sun in it. So I definitely hear it and I definitely understand. And I think like Aurora was saying, if we obviously see more things happening um, amongst amongst ministers, pastors, then I think people obviously become a bit more comfortable. Like if we see more pastors buying drip, if we see more pastors, I don't know, taking their wives on holiday, if we see more ministers dancing with their wives happily when they're married, I think then we'll begin to see a shift in how we respond to certain actions and certain behaviours. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I do hear it. I definitely okay. do hear it. I think for the whining, I, you know me already, I'm all the way for it, John. <laughs> yeah. I'm yeah. all the way for it. My yeah. dad had a madness, so... Yeah. I'm, we know. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm all the way for it. At every, at every given opportunity to whine my wife, I would take it. <laughs> barbecue, wedding, someone's, whatever, whatever it may be, when bashment comes on, you might just find cabs in one corner somewhere. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it, sweetheart. Don't worry about it, sweetheart. This, that's 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 me. That's me. So, but I do hear that certain people, you know, may not necessarily be interested to do in front of their parents and that sort of stuff and I hear it do you know what? I just think those bunch of people are probably uncomfortable doing the act to begin with I think <laughs> especially if maybe you know you didn't grow up on you know bashment or you didn't grow up whining or you've been saved all your life it might be a bit uncomfortable like dancing like that in public so I can definitely hear it 
I just think it probably takes a lot of comfortability. I don't know if the issue with dancing in front of their parents is so much as it's a wrong thing. I think it might be they're uncomfortable doing the act itself. Mm. But it depends on what their parents are like. Some people's parents are quite strict and probably wouldn't want to see that either. So, for, for a married couple? I guess it depends on the household and the way you were brought up. Some people, they discuss sex. Like Some people will talk about sex with their parents quite comfortably. Mm. Others, they didn't receive sexual education from their parents. So therefore, even to discuss sex is uncomfortable. So imagine now your parents, if if that's the kind of household you grew up in, imagine now your parents seeing you whining on your husband or vice versa mm. on your wedding day. They might not find that very comfortable. Mm. I'm mm. playing, um, I'm just trying, I, I don't want to say Advocate, something. advocate, yeah. you're an advocate. Right? Yeah, I'm just being an advocate here. And just Is, is there a correlation between married couples that might be uncomfortable whining at their wedding to what their sex life might be. <laughs> I don't know. It's a I'm no, 50 50. Because no, I feel like that potentially could be a reach. It could be a reach. They might be getting it in, but maybe in public places they just don't feel comfortable doing that. And that's fine. Some people because it could be different things. It could be hypocrisy. Like you could be running madness behind closed doors, but in public you won't do X, Y, and Z. But then it could be also like you feel like whining might be it might be a spiritual thing for you. So you hear it behind closed doors, you know, you you guys, you know, do your thing behind closed doors, which is fine. So but I wouldn't say naturally say, oh, you know, because they don't do it in public, that automatically means they don't have a, you know, an enjoyable sex life. I just think but what I do think that, yeah, I just think that people obviously people say when you're in a public view, yeah. I think when people are in love, right, and I don't think, like, unless, I don't know, unless you're going ham, unless you're doing a mad, like, grungy, real, down, dirty, you know, wine, I I just feel like, and, and to be fair, I don't really see, like, I've been to a lot of weddings in my life, and I've not seen people, like, do like some real nasty whatever <laughs> but maybe people and and that's and for me like i'm saying it that that's the case but pe- some people might have seen certain things and gone ah oh, <clears throat> sorry that's that's real nasty that's real i feel like it's subjective and that's where we have to this is where the whole thing of of people going you know what it's best just not to do it anyway but for oh. me sometimes i'm just like if if we're especially if if Christians are this was one of my main arguments about this conversation. If Christians, right, you're told, okay, don't have sex before marriage, don't be doing this, lips in, okay, keep that, you know, you know, to the side. Don't do X, Y, and Z. And now they get married, and now you're kind of like, yeah, you know, public, you know, PDA, you know, scrap that. You know, if you kiss your wife in public, you know. You can arouse people people that have lust issues. Bruv, that's not my business. Yeah, let's talk about that. That's not my, I'm that. sorry, that's not my business. If you've got lust issues, that's not my business. I will kiss my, I, I'm not going to lip say like we're going to do a madness, but I will kiss my wife. And if it, if it lasts for a couple of seconds, that's fine because I love her. But I'm not going to, I'm not going to diminish my love for my wife and I'm, I'm not going to violate my wife in public, but I'm not going to diminish my love for my wife in public because some Christians, uh, some uh, someone has lust issues and can, can't control mm. it. Obviously, I know that there's a time and place for everything, 
But if my wife says, hold my hand, give me a hug, you know, put your hand around my waist or whatever, I, I will I will do so. And I know some people might disagree with that and that's fine, that's fantastic. I just know that for me, I know where there's a limit and a boundary. And maybe if my wife feels uncomfortable with certain things, we will not do it in public. But yeah, no, yeah. I, I hear that. I definitely respect that. I think it's something to talk about. Yeah, what what are you lot's thoughts on like um, men or women who retweet or like pictures of like um, women in bikini? Because I, I've heard. Yeah, I've obviously heard of like some some young girls who they want to like certain pictures on Twitter, for example. They want to retweet it, but some of their brothers have complained to them, saying to them, look, stop stop retweeting this onto my timeline because it's making me, you know, da-da-da-da-da-da. Do you, do you think it's okay for, like, people to retweet them sort of pictures and that men should just get on, get on with it, like, deal with your roast? Or should we be considerate and say, okay, if this is making you sin, if this is making you roast, I'm going to stop liking and retweeting these pictures? Oh, it's terrible. Because I'm, I'm similar. I'm similar. I'm similar to like um, E-Man in the sense that look, retweet, like the pictures, whatever you like it. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Do do your thing. Don't don't refrain from doing what you want to do because it's leading somebody else to roast. Because look, men can roast over anything. Uh, a woman could retweet uh, a picture of a woman in a hijab, and a man can roast. Should should uh, should the woman not retweet a woman in a hijab? Do you know what I mean? That's when it gets a bit gets a bit silly. So yeah. I definitely do hear it. I definitely hear the whole, yeah, don't cause your brother to sin, etc. I definitely do hear that, but I think in this regard, like, where do we, where do we draw the line? Do you know what I mean, I don't think the issue should be, you know, women not retweeting or liking certain pictures because it's going to lead brothers to roast. I think at that moment in time, brothers probably do need to learn how to cope with, you know, the roast at that point. They need to cope with the struggle at that point. And yes, you know, women can do whatever's in their power not to encourage it and that sort of stuff. But I don't think the onerous should be on people, you know, not liking or not retweeting certain pictures. Um, I think the onerous should be, you know, men dealing with how they cope with seeing certain pictures. Mm. But, but then, yeah, what's, what's your, go I, I think go that... Through, go through, go through. I think that purity culture in the church has indirectly created, like, a massive problem and I think that's why we have all of these kinds of discussions like is it acceptable for a minister to twerk with his wife I think that the way that a lot of people were taught about purity or the way that the church has historically taught about purity i.e not having sex before marriage is it's kind of taught a lot of um legalistic rules that are not necessarily in the bible so people have kind of been taught like you know if you're going to go on a date with someone some people anyway go go in a group or, you know, leave room for the Holy Spirit when you're giving people a hug. All of these kind of things. I think what they have, because it's true, like, what, and it's not outside of, you don't really see that kind of teaching outside of the church in the sense that, like, men and women outside of the church who are not sexually attracted to each other are not giving each other side hugs. They're just giving each other regular hugs. Mm. So what we've... I wouldn't say we because it's not something I've kind of um, bought into but what has indirectly happened within the church is that people have come up with all these sorts of rules don't like these kind of pictures with um, women in bikinis because then it causes men it might cause a man to stumble don't do this don't do that some people are out here not even like some people say oh don't (laughs) only have sex um you can only have sex in missionary you can't do oral sex like we've just created so many rules which 
are designed to essentially help people maintain their purity but then what's now happened is as a result of this there's all of these blurred lines you've got people walking around with the roast and people don't know how to handle what they're feeling when we should have really been taught that okay puberty can arouse all kinds of different feelings in men and women and it's very normal but it's not necessarily about controlling the feeling because sometimes you can't control the feeling but it's about again it's like this discipline thing that we're, we're talking about and we have been talking about it's about I think what we should have been teaching is just how to be disciplined with the feelings and the emotions and the physical things that happen in our body mm. versus putting all of these rules in place because now everything is just a mess and people who then are slipping up are then left feeling guilty because they're like well I shouldn't have done that and it doesn't actually address the problem which is that we just all need to be more disciplined in the things that we do and so to be honest even with this discussion about what should we be liking and what should we be retweeting, it kind of like feeds into the whole like, is there's not, I don't really think that there should be any rules about this thing. I do think that there is appropriate conduct. And um, I do think, so for example, I wouldn't, there's certain things that I just, as a standard for myself, and not because of anybody telling me this, that, and the other, there's just certain things that I, I just don't like because I know that I kind of have this platform and I just know that it's kind of long. I know indirectly or directly, directly by virtue of having a platform, there's people that follow me or look up to look at what I do. And I just don't want to be a bad example to anybody. So I have personal rules for myself, but it's not like I don't think there's any black and white rules about this thing. Sometimes I do like bikini pictures just because I'm like, oh, that girl looks good. Like, yes, yes, double tap. Or, you know, that's motivation for me. Like sometimes I do like, um, but I would never, for example, like any any kind of topless or anything like that because I know people can see that and then it just it will just not look right. But I, I do personally sometimes like bikini pictures. Mm, mm. No, I hear that. I definitely respect that, man. Eman, what was you going to say? So I was going to say, um, um, I definitely hear what um, Ores saying. I think to look from, obviously, the, the, the side that where people might oppose is obviously one of those ones where, you know, as believers, do do you would you want to put yourselves in that position in the first place, even if you did want to wear a bikini. I think because we uh, we had, in one of the earlier episodes, remember, Gabs, we had one of these conversations about bikinis X, Y, Z with Julia. Uh, uh. And I was obviously saying my piece about, you know, where, where do you post it or do you not post it? And, you know, for me, I'm like, you know, when you go to the beach, if you wear a bikini, that, that's, that's fine, that's cool. I mean, if you have an issue with that, you, I mean, that, that's fine. As long as you have, you know, a perfectly fine biblically rush biblical rationale my thing so, is not not so much them wearing a bikini but them liking and retweeting a okay bikini pic so like for example retweeting a picture of cardi okay. b onto their timeline right so then i i even though they're kind of similar i see them as a bit different so if i like it right for example unless you go in the pic you won't see that so and so liked it but then if i retweet it that means i out of my personal um, choice I'm putting it onto my TL which means my followers will see and which also means that people that come on my page may see and if they retweet and read whatever so I, they're similar but it's different in the sense of when I'm retweeting it I'm using my page to amplify it whereas if I like it like I, I see Christians like some I, sometimes I go on some people's page I'm like right, okay this person, or sometimes on the TL like you know I don't know why Twitter does it I find it annoying but it'll be like so and so like this thing I'll be like yeah exactly but, but then I see the worst of it because sometimes people will like like porn stuff and I'll see so, and I'll be like eh 
So it's one of those ones where, but I've I've put that lock on it. I put that porn lock on it, so I don't see that anymore. But I remember when I do that on Twitter. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Do that, do that on settings. I'm not on your phone, but I think you can do it through your laptop. That's a public service announcement for everybody listening to this. Go and do this porn lock, fam. Yeah, please. So that's that's what I'm saying. So that kind of stuff. It's a bit techy because obviously it, Twitter does for in some instances, but Instagram doesn't. Instagram used to, but I don't think it does anymore. Where so and so likes stuff and it'll come up on your explore page. Now you have to actually go on the picture or go on the post before you see who and who likes. But my point is, I think that one action amplifies it. So if you're if you've got a picture or a video of someone doing, you know, something maybe that feels like very revealing in terms of their body or whatnot you're using your platform to amplify that now this is not to say you know this is not to say that whoever you're posting is going to hell or whatever but what it is to say is that as a believer for those that that think you know what even if you do like it don't use your platform to amplify it because it's not just because it's not just because of the people are dealing with lust issues and whatever it's kind of like it's kind of like um we're we're advised and we're encouraged in the new testament to be considerate of other people so be considerate of where other people are at so that you don't cause them to stumble so it's not just someone who's dealing with lust that picture could cause somebody to stumble in a particular way um it's like maybe the typical or more normal analogy of maybe someone around you doesn't like wine or someone around you doesn't like pork okay for your sake, I'm being considerate as a brother and sister, and I will not do so because scripture advises, you know, if something causes your brother sisters to stumble, don't do it. I will not do it. And I think I've used this example before in other in other episodes. So I think that one just has to be careful. If you do like it, know what comes like, especially in the social media space, like Twitter, it will go on other people's profiles to say so-and-so liked so-and-so. And at the same time, I'm not trying to encourage hypocrisy. If you do it, you know, do it with your whole chest, but then know that you will be held accountable because some people who are maybe who are young in the faith might see, oh, so-and-so like so-and-so, and and it's like, okay, uh, okay, are we allowed to like that? Are we not allowed to like that? So one has to be very cautious and careful about their witness to the public. Not be hypocritical, but you have to be cautious of your witness. So that's, that's the other side for me. So... The bikini so pic. You're, saying, we, you're saying people shouldn't. If guys versus girls like bikini pictures, though. Say that again. So I think it's different if a guy likes a bikini picture versus if a girl likes a bikini picture. Yeah. From what I've heard, it's, it's girls liking bikini pictures of like you know, like celebrities. If you know what I mean, and like, guys are, and boys are telling them, "Can you stop doing this because it's leading me to struggle." So what, Ema, you're saying that, you know, people should... Well, but then you can... If you block whoever it is, that's... If you block... Say, for example, if I like a picture of Cardi B... Yeah, yeah. You just put it in your timeline and you don't like seeing Cardi B, then just block Cardi B if it's causing... If it's giving you a problem because I don't think you can see it then. Yeah. True, yeah. No, but but then, then it's Cardi B. Next week, it might be uh, Miss Banks. <laughs> you block right. Miss Banks. Like, if, it, if you're a guy and you're actually genuinely in that position where you find, like, women liking things a struggle... I think that's your personal problem. And instead of you to go and tell somebody <laughs> to stop liking pictures, it's on you to take responsibility and block the, the things that are causing you to stumble. Okay, I, this, do, this... I do agree with I do agree with the, the the fact that it's on the guy for sure. 
blocking each woman. I don't know if that's the answer. I think we need to deal with the root, and that is how a man is reacting to these sort of pictures. Right. Can yeah, I, can I, how long can you be blocking? Blocking? You be, be, be blocking? Yeah, blocking for it? <laughs> deal like, with the roast. Like, there's a bigger issue here. Yeah, I get that as well. But I my my response to to Ori, I agree with a lot of what you said. My response would my different response would be that rather than rather than always chasing up people and going stop what you're doing also do the internal work and go okay right we're, we're living in a world where i will see, see these things so what can i do so if it's like for example if it's porn stuff you can go on if you've got a twitter account you can go on twitter you can block that sort of stuff so you don't see pornographic content on your on your tl if it's you know other things there are blockers like ad blockers or thing blockers that will prevent you from seeing certain things but then you also have to be honest with yourself and acknowledge that you have an issue the only difference that so that would be the first difference or different action i would ask somebody to do and then the second one would be if your if you if your friends don't know make them aware that this is something that you struggle with but if it's not your friend and you're going around telling people oh well can you stop posting stuff now, if let's say for example they're not necessarily your friend but you follow them on twitter unfollow them like no if if you don't have that relationship with them you can't necessarily expect them to just bow to your knee of your every request because if every christian went around to every person going oh sorry i don't like prawns sorry i don't like wine i, I don't drink wine sorry i don't do uh, mini spell. Sorry, I don't. Me. and everyone gives their request to every believer of their preferences and their convictions trust me we wouldn't be able to do it you would make us blind, uh, tie our hands together, tie our legs together, and angels come and carry us home because there's nothing that we can do. But the point is that, on the other hand, as believers, our responsibility, we do have a, a certain level of responsibility to be considerate. So even if you're not, even if you're like, well, I don't see anything biblically wrong, what I would encourage is that, take a minute out to think, can I be considerate here? Can I be considerate here as a believer? That should always be our response. Sometimes people are jarring. Sometimes you don't know people and whatever. And it's kind of like, who are you? Sorry. But then at the end of the day, the bottom line is as a believer, let's take our individual responsibility. Can I be considerate and helpful to that person? If you can, and if it doesn't kill you, if it doesn't prick you, do it. But if not, sorry, I can't or move on and go on with your day. Yeah, no, I definitely hear that. Do you know what? Yeah, that that that's probably why people like pictures in silence without without liking and retweeting. You know, like you see people tweet stuff or certain thoughts, certain people's opinions, and that sort of stuff. Yeah, and you can obviously appreciate something without actually clicking like. It's like Instagram, isn't it? Like rather than actually double tapping, you can just like it in your head and keep scrolling because you don't want to make it known that you've liked a particular thing. Yeah, and I think it's obviously it's, it's similar for Twitter in the sense that yeah. People see tweets and, yeah, people are in full agreement, but they are fully aware that if they like it, they're going to have someone in their mentions saying, Rah, like, is this what Pastor has, has encouraged you to do? Yeah. Or there's going to be some sort of, like, backlash, do you know what I mean? So mm. it's probably it's probably being wise, isn't it? Like, not everything does need to be liked and retweeted. And like you said, Eman, about if you do retweet, then essentially you're co-signing and you're essentially also promoting the tweet. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously that you know has has its issues, especially where the body is concerned. Mm-hmm. I just think it's obviously it can be a bit jarring because like where do we draw the line? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. 
someone might not like Amala, should their friends not be retweeting Amala onto the TL? It's like where 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 do you draw the line with, with some of these things, isn't it? But obviously with with the topic of lust, I think we know that this is an area that many Christians struggle with. So it's probably something we do need to be a bit a bit more mindful than your than your usual usual issues because we know that you know how it affects the body so much and yeah. you know especially these young ones so I, I definitely do hear it um and plus like not liking uh, a picture of of a na- of half naked women i'm not retweeting it's not the be your end of it all do you know what i mean like you're not gonna die if you don't retweet mm-hmm. like if, if you don't click like like you're not gonna die so i think we just need to be mindful but obviously there are certain situations because I know some women might listen to this and think, nah, man, brothers just need to pattern up. And I definitely hear it. There are some situations where it's just like, look, brothers, come on now. Like, let's let's get our act together. Let's deal with the the root. And the root is, you know, the issue of lust. And that's probably where we should spend most of our focus rather, yeah. rather than trying to police what other people post on it on their social media. Do you know what I mean? Right. Yeah, yeah no, I agree with you. I hear I definitely, I definitely hear that. Definitely. Because I think ultimately there's there's definitely a, a a deeper issue. There's definitely a bigger issue than you know um, asking asking our friends, "Oh, can you stop you know retweeting pictures of Meg Thee Stallion onto the TO? Like, there's a bigger issue at hand than now. <laughs> but I do hear it. Like, not everything needs to be retweeted or liked, and that's where it comes down to discipline. So mm-hmm. this is a perfect segue, man. Yeah, I think sometimes we definitely probably do need to put some sort of discipline in place where we don't necessarily get excited to just retweet or get excited to just like, mm-hmm. you know, these pictures of, you know, someone who's half naked because we know of the impacts and the effects. Do you know what I mean? Um, but yeah, so obviously on the discipline, wrapping up this, this this discipline series, which I think has been really, really good. I think it's been really, really beneficial, really, really helpful. It's definitely been good conversation for the people, but also for myself as well, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what are just to wrap up on this on this thing? What sort of impacts do you think there would be for somebody who's not living a life of discipline? You want to go for that, Ara? <laughs> um, I'm just trying to. I'm just trying to understand the question. Do you mean like if someone's not disciplined, what could be the? Um... Yeah. What? Yeah. What could be the effects on somebody if they if they lack discipline? I think. Well, lack of discipline, it really shows up in every aspect of your life. And I'm speaking to myself here as well because I don't necessarily think that I am the most disciplined person. I'm only disciplined when I want to be. And I think that that basically shows that the things that I'm not disciplined on, I basically don't care enough about them. And that is actually a problem because as Christians, we are called to do to be disciplined and to do something even if you don't want to do it. And therefore it it like like we were saying before, a lack of discipline it just it can just lead to a lot of sin, for example, even things like gluttony. If I'm not disciplined in the gym, essentially I'm eating whatever I want. That's gluttony. That's a sin. So I think lack of discipline essentially can really lead to sin in a lot of areas. To cut mm. short. I think we'll definitely touch on the, the, the discipline with gym because that's definitely a big one for sure. Um, do you think there's a correlation between um, things you're not passionate about and showing a lack of discipline for that thing yeah def- for me mm-hmm. definitely yeah. because yeah. i know that when i really do care i want to do something and i can be very very disciplined when i want to be so are, are we there saying that if you're disciplined in a particular area you obviously care about that thing no not necessarily because also by definition of discipline it is about like it doesn't you don't necessarily have to care about something to be disciplined in that area it's more like it's like a practice it's like it's um there's a philosopher um 
that he basically talks about becoming excellence and excellence like if you do something consistently then you're and do it well you're basically going to be excellent it's, it's a practice so discipline is also you don't have to you know you don't have to be interested in something to be disciplined in it it's just a practice it's a way of life you do it anyway mm-hmm. yeah i agree with that because i think it's 50 50 because i think it's easier to say if you if you're disciplined at something you like it but for example right there's um there's people that might not like a particular um like their particular job right but because it maybe makes their money, they do X, Y, and Z. They they make sure they're disciplined. They know what the disciplines are. They go home, they do all the trainings, all of that stuff in order to get the job done. But in order to get the job done, they know that they need a particular discipline. So yeah. sometimes it's not always about liking the thing. Sometimes you have to do what you need to do. That mentality, you do what you need to do in order to get the job done. But then there are also people who are, on the other hand, there are people that are genuinely passionate about stuff and that's why they put all their energy there and that's why yeah. they're very disciplined. So it would be easier to say the latter, but it's not always the latter. Sometimes it's, it's actually the the former where it's like, look, sometimes it's kind of like with the job thing that we're talking about, the career thing. You may not necessarily like where you're at, but you know where that in the future to get where you need to go to, you've got to do what you need to do now. So that requires a level of discipline and then and then you'll get there. So, yeah, I definitely, mm. yeah, I definitely hear that. Yeah, no, I agree with that. I think with the gym thing, I think gym is such a big area because I think that's that's definitely one where discipline definitely impacts me for sure. Yeah. Because um, I go to gym in the morning and obviously, mate, it takes a lot of discipline to, to wake up at 6 a.m. Yeah. to go gym. Bruv, it's tiring, man. Yeah. Um, but I think recently, I think generally, I'm very, very good when it comes to discipline. We're, we're in, in the gym... Um, in the gym aspect, because obviously I'm I'm proper like consistent with gym and that sort of stuff. Always going in the mornings. Mm-hmm. However, when it comes to food, <laughs> mate, I can eat junk, especially on the weekends. I will eat, <laughs> mate. You'll catch me eating creams. You'll catch me eating apple crumble. You'll catch yeah. me eating all of the, all of the madness on yeah. the weekends. You know what I mean, yeah. So then one thinks to myself, now now that obviously Oren mentioned the whole discipline and gluttony thing, I'm here thinking, Gabs, like, what's the point of being disciplined Monday to Friday, going to gym, if you're not even going to be disciplined with your eating? Does that even make sense? So yeah. is it possible to be partly disciplined in an area and, do you know what I mean, like in that same aspect of your life, be terribly disciplined? <laughs> I, 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 get, I think I get your question. But even what you're describing, yeah, you go gym um, and I know that, you know, from conversations we've had before, you do take to to other things in, in terms of healthy eating. Obviously, on the weekend, you might, you know, do what you're doing, but you still practice a discipline. You still get up early. You may not get, like, you know, mm. let's say if you wanted to be, like, shredded, like, 0.01% body fat or whatever, you mm. know, that, that that gap is 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 the, is the, the distance between you being 0% is... That apple crumble that you're gonna get from Bagel King and that thing, but the point still remains is that you're still in good shape. You're still seeing the results. Maybe you know apple pie, apple crumble, and um, pounded yam or whatever you're eating on the weekend might be a bit of a. It, it's not necessarily a stumbling block. It's just you know it won't allow you to see the full thing. But even the example that you used, I wanted to the, the gym example, right? Gym. When you go there and you're working hard, you may not like it. You may not like going on the treadmill. But the results that you need for summer body 2021, you know that the discipline is necessary. So for me, 
Bruh. Like, I, I have seasons. There's some seasons where I love gym and some seasons where I don't. It's, it's Some seasons is really mind over matter. But the point is that I know that if I stay disciplined, however I feel, I'm going to get a particular result that I'm looking for. And that's kind of how what discipline looks like. You may not always like it. You may not always fully be there in some of your other practices. But as long as you're more or less committed to it, like you're 90% committed to it or 85%, you're more likely to see the results. So yes, it is possible to still not be the greatest in some areas, but still exercise a good level of discipline. The a majority, uh, yeah, the, uh, what's the English for it? The ma- you're still putting... Hey, most, most of the work most of the time yeah you're still putting in most of the work in regards to discipline so that you can yeah a majority of the time ahead that's the English the English wasn't English hey. bro how do you how do you be disciplined with something you, you don't care about huh how do you be disciplined with something you don't care about or not interested in how how what yeah. is the result what, what I, that's why I gave the example of work for example if you know that for example like this job is a stepping stone and you need to do this training in this role before you get into another role. You may hate the role with all your life, but you have to determine in your heart, this is what I must do in order to get to the next level. I'll give a biblical example. You have Daniel in Daniel chapter one, right? That's he it. Said, Put a scripture on it. Yeah. So he says, he says, look, he comes in, he's, he's, uh, He's one of the princes in Israel, but they're under exile. The, the Babylonian king has now taken them and says, look, you lot, you, you're going to work in my palace. You guys are going to serve me as some of my royal, you know, consultants or whatever. The king says, you have to eat this food from my table. So these are animals that are sacrificed to gods. These are fatty foods. This is X, Y, Z. Daniel says, and this is the bit that I love. And I, I don't think a lot of people notice. Daniel says, look, me, and these men, we're not eating that food. Daniel doesn't make, just make a decision for himself. He makes a decision for Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego. He's like, us, man, we ain't eating this food. Okay, cool. Because we know that, one, our God doesn't desire us to eat food from, you know, that has been sacrificed to gods and idols and all of that kind of stuff. But we know that in order for us to serve the king best, in a healthy way, looking good, with our minds clear, well, mental health, well-being, physical well-being, we've got to do this. And the Bible describes they just had water, fruits, and vegetables. Bruh, of course you want some suya. Of course you want a burger. It's probably, oh. you, you know, Jewish people ate lamb. They ate beef, all of that. But he said, look, we'll eat fruits and veg for the next 10 days. We'll sacrifice the fast food in order to get the desired result. And the desired result was, you know, at the end of the day, the king had a dream. Uh, Daniel gave the interpretation, level up. So that's my point in that. Sometimes you have to do things that you don't like in order to get the desired results. And I'm not talking about illegal stuff here before people start saying, <laughs> oh, yeah, I need to do fraud in order for me to start <laughs> yeah, That's not what I'm saying, okay? I'm saying that you may need to do a job that you may not want to work. In church, you may have to serve as, you know, the person who cleans the toilet for Speak a year and a half. And, but you know what? God is using that as part of your processing for where he's going to take you. You may not like it. It may not be nice. The toilets may stink. Or you may be, you being an usher, people might be rude to you for as long as you're doing it. But you know what? In doing so, in being committed, 
in being the best usher that you can be, God uses that to benefit you for the times ahead. So I felt like I should give those examples so people kind of understand practically what we're trying to say instead of just speaking hypothetically. No, I think that's good examples, especially when you mentioned... What was that? Oh, sorry, go on. Very good examples. Um, yeah, especially when you mention obviously commitment. I think commitment is obviously a big word when when talking about discipline. I think it definitely epitomizes the the definition of discipline, to be honest. And I think churches of a ministry and serving in church is obviously a big one because we know loads of people. It's so easy to leave a particular department when you're not necessarily enjoying it or you're not necessarily committed to it. It's so easy just to walk away or. You know, your your choir director tell, tells you what, on one Sunday he didn't like her dress when you were singing. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, you want to leave the choir and that sort of stuff. Yeah. Like, them sort of things, it's, it's literally so easy to just, you know, give up and stuff. It's so easy to walk away from it, mm-hmm. especially if we don't necessarily see, like, a big reward. Because I was thinking, when it comes to, like, career and stuff, people can, you know, remain in a job that they don't necessarily like or remain in a role they don't like because they're being paid X amount of money and that money obviously allows them to pay the bills and that sort of stuff mm-hmm. or you know going on a treadmill as you know people might hate but because you're seeing the results you're shredding shredding away etc etc you can stick it out but when it comes to like serving in church people might not necessarily see that much of a benefit to yeah. sticking out yeah they might not see that, that much of a reward um yes you know our rules in heaven yes amen but <laughs> some people might not necessarily see much of a reward here on earth to you know actually stick it out you know if somebody if the if members are getting rude to you as an usher and all of a sudden you want to disappear i can understand because you know we might feel like we're not necessarily benefiting much from doing this so in that instance it's a lot harder to obviously show that level of commitment mm-hmm. it's a lot harder to obviously show show that discipline mm-hmm. but obviously like you said you know it's still an area that we still need to remain in because there's there's some learns that we get, you know. We we obviously learn certain things whilst being in positions or places or roles that we don't necessarily like. Yeah. And, you know, especially ministry, it's not always about, you know, what we like. It's not always about what we want to do. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Um, when when God calls several people in the Bible, his re- their responses was, Here I am, send me. There was yeah. not a oh, but God, I don't like this. It was not a oh, but you know, it was a it was simple words of, you know, here I am, send me. And and, and that was literally that was literally it. Mm-hmm. Whereas I think now, yeah, when we're not seeing the benefit of certain things, it's so easy just to like walk away and, and, and step aside. But I think with church, we definitely, and ministry and serving, we definitely do need to see beyond how we benefit when doing certain things. We definitely need to look at the bigger picture and obviously look at it and realize that we're actually giving ourselves rather than doing this to get something out or doing this to appease yeah. our emotions. Mm-hmm. I agree. No, very good points. I agree. Um, about yourself, Aura, what are you thinking on this, man? Impacts of of um being disciplined. Yeah, lack of discipline. Yeah, like I was basically, like I said before. Essentially, have you, have you personally experienced a time where you didn't show discipline in an area? Boy, right now I'm trying to get back on the fitness wagon after I had my child, and I it's just mm. not it's just not fitness. <laughs> oh my gosh! I need. Why to not? Be... Why not? God. Basically, I just fell off when I was pregnant, and I just can't get back on the wagon. And more so with healthy eating, because me and exercise, I have a, like I don't really enjoy going to the gym, so I just try to do other stuff to keep moving. Mm. But it's really the eating. I've just just ugh, breastfeeding just makes me so hungry. So right now, I'm really struggling in that area. As yeah, 
it's always health and fitness for me when it comes to discipline. That's the biggest area that I struggle with. Mm. I definitely hear that. But, um, when you was pregnant, how long were you able to, I don't know if I'm going to word this right, but how long were you able to go throughout this pregnancy up until you actually had to stop working out? <laughs> so ide- <laughs> ideally, like, you you can keep fit. You can, you're supposed to really exercise the entire nine months, but you can just do different things. So what I tried to do was just walk for the entire pregnancy, mm. but I wasn't consistent with it. So, yeah, to be honest, I do not enjoy exercising, not one single bit. I Nobody do does. Do, and not because... No, some people really act like they, they're really at one with exercising. Um, at one. <laughs> literally, some people really enjoy it, but I do not enjoy it. I do not like going to the gym. Um, not that I, I want to just sit down forever and do nothing, because I wouldn't say that I'm lazy. I'm not averse to, like, moving around and doing something to keep fit. I don't mind that. I don't mind going for walks and working up a sweat or hiking, but I do not enjoy exercise, generally speaking. So mm. for me to be consistent with it, it, it takes a lot of work. Right. And I need to find something. For me, I think when it comes to exercising, the easiest way for me to be disciplined is to find something that I enjoy doing. Mm. Like sport or something, or a particular exercise class. I respond best to exercise classes or when I have a personal trainer. That's just me personally. Yeah, I was going to say, why don't you look at again, um, a PT? Yeah, so I had one before. And um, shout out to any. But then she moved gyms and stuff, so I, I I will get back on it. But I just need to figure out when would be the best time to train because obviously now I have a, a child and I have to get childcare and things like that. When I want to go to the gym, not childcare, but someone needs to basically be available to be with the child. So mm, I just no, I hear that. routine and schedule and see what works best. Mm-hmm. So if there's any, if there's any young PTs listening, shout or it. Yeah, shout no, seriously. Any <laughs> young PTs. Don't come and give her mad rates because we're not paying it. Yeah, I'll any young people out there. I'll pay go back to work, but on this maternity salary, I can't pay it, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what that, that, you know that made me think of? That meme, man. Um, that Aki and Popo meme. Which you're one? Asking, you're asking me for that money, but I won't pay it because I have class. That's more money. I can pay it. Yet better, you're asking me that one by four, so I won't pay you that money because you're cheap. Don't have class. That's what I'm saying. So we need some young PTs that are starting up in the game that wants to help a sister out. Hmm. Yeah, help a sister out. You know, for all the knowledge and wisdom or has poured into your hearts. <laughs> there's any young, any young sister that want to like, help Aura. There's YouTube stuff that's actually good that I can actually do for my house or I can do with the baby because I really need to get back on this on this wagon. The problem is I fell off. And when you fall off, it's so hard to get back on. I should have just never fallen off in the first place. Yeah, it's not easy to get back into the routine, yeah. though. But I think maybe getting a PT might help because you know that, you know, you're accountable to somebody directly. Yeah, I do find that that's when I've been at my most fit is when I had um, a personal trainer or when I have somebody that holds me accountable, which is um, obviously that like my husband's really into fitness and things like that. But I could, like, working out with him is... It's just quite, it's not the easiest thing. <laughs> <laughs> I hear it, but working out as an athlete will definitely be challenging and hard for real. <laughs> for real, bro. Right, Iman, you got a scripture for us, bro? Yeah, I've got a scripture. It's in First Corinthians chapter 9, verse 24 uh, to 27. It says, Paul says, 
do you know do you not know that in a race all the runners run but only one receives the prize so run that you may obtain it every athlete exercises self-control in all things they do it to receive uh, a perishable wreath but we an imperishable so i do not run aimlessly i do not box as one beat in the air but i discipline my body and keep it under control lest after preaching to others i should be disqualified so paul's kind of using the analogy of what you know what like athletics and you know olympic sports used to look like back in those days and how the you know the athletes would have to 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 be disciplined to get you know the the prize so in our days like medals but in those days it was a wreath so just flowers around somebody's neck so imagine Paul's like, look, if they're doing it for some flowers and leaves around their neck, we're doing it for something that's imperishable. But in order for us to do it, we've got to exercise this thing called self-control. And Galatians 5 tells us that one of the fruit of the spirit is self-control. So for someone who's thinking, I can't do it, it's not, a po- it's not possible, it is possible. Holy Spirit lives on the inside of you and part of his fruit of your relationship, or part of the fruit of the relationship you have with Holy Spirit is to bear um, fruit of self-control so it is possible and this thing this thing called life this thing called purpose or assignment or whatever you want to call it is achieved or this race um uh, this marathon of life the way that we get to the end or endure to the end um is by disciplining ourselves through self-control whatever it is whether it's the instagram picture i retweeting it or whether it's your career or whether it's your spiritual walk or whether it's your relationships, whatever it is, that self-control needs to be there. And that's and that self-control um, is reflecting this the concept of discipline. So yeah, I hope that, that ministers to someone. Love that bro. Thanks a lot guys for listening. Really appreciate it. It's real to real book family. We're signing out. Yeah.